0: What's going on, grandkids? Uh, welcome back to another episode of How Grandpa Built It. Um, it's been a while since I recorded um, one of these episodes, and maybe not as you're listening back to them all at the same time. Uh, a couple of months since May, so uh, what, six, seven months might not seem like a long time to you, uh, but it's a long time when you are starting the business and the business is as early as it was, and before I recorded this episode, I was actually thinking a lot back um, about what I was saying because I was kind of just letting you know, like, hey, like you know, this is some this month in particular, May twenty twenty three, April twenty twenty three. Those two months were very, very challenging uh, months for the business. Um, it was a time where you know where we thought every like, how do I expect we were having really high expectations for the business to grow in 2023 we were kind of getting some momentum from 2022 and we started investing a lot we started hiring a lot and april and may were months where we lost a lot of money it was the first time where our expenses for the business were out of control and we didn't have enough money to cover it so right before then this is the first time right before this we were you know, the first three years of the business, we weren't, um, I wasn't ever having a lot of money. So my expenses weren't really high. So even though we weren't making money, we weren't losing money, like, because there wasn't a lot of expenses going out. So every time as the business was growing since 2018, we will, our expenses were grow, you know, a correlation to the income that, or revenue that the business was generating, But this April and May were the first months where we were like, crap, our expenses are massively much more than what we're bringing in. And it's 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 no longer about not making money, which is one issue, which is that's not good, right? But it's now we're losing money. So you're saying, think about this, like you're working 50, 60 hours a week for eight weeks in a row. And instead of like not making money, not getting paid you lose money and i am and i remember i think in that in that in that time it it was twenty thousand dollars we lost twenty thousand dollars during those two months and it might not seem like a lot to you but it's a lot to me it's twenty thousand dollars during this time is a lot of money and um that's where you know i was like crap like what am i gonna do like um And it really tested a lot of relationships for me because it's like I said, it's one thing when you're going in this journey alone, but now I have a team and it was during this time when I was like, Hey, like we need to lower expenses. Like It's like, we're going to have to cut off, cut off parts of your body. We have to cut off an arm, cut off a leg, cut off a finger to be able to survive, to be able to live another day. Because if we don't do something, about our expenses if we don't do something to bring in dramatically, drastically fix our revenue, then they, there isn't going to be a business. And if there's no business, not, not, will not only will a couple of people lose their job, but everyone will lose their job and all the money that I've already invested into the business with grandma all the time, five years at this point, uh, will be worth nothing. And, that was really scary. It was really, really scary time. Um, April, I didn't think it was a big deal. We're like, okay, one month, we can figure this out. May was even worse than April, and it was mid-May, and it was really like an emotional roller coaster because it was that same month that I was celebrating the five-year anniversary, right? We had the party in the finca. All the loved ones was there. I recorded those last episodes. And even though from the outside looking in, everything was looking great. We're celebrating five years. We rebranded to Opney. I knew the data and I was looking at the data and I was looking at the trends and I knew that we were in a storm, that we weren't doing as good as it looked. And it like really broke my heart to try to figure out like, how do, what do I do? What do I do with my team? what are, you know, what are people going to think about me as a failure? Like I'm over here celebrating this five-year mile marker, which I think is amazing. We throw this huge party again, adding expenses that we couldn't even afford paying at that point. And it was challenging and, uh, it caused a lot of, uh, issues with my leadership team. Um, uh, I, at that time, like, you know, and I share this because I want to be really transparent. Like Salome who I considered like my right-hand person right the person who um like the second in command why if something happens to me I think she should run the company she she and I were going through so much tension because of like having to figure out we might have to let go of people um she said hey I'm the highest paid person after you just I'll quit like I'll leave you take care of that like you don't have to fire as many people you don't have to let go as many people and uh it really caused an issue with our relationship you know it's funny because now i look forward to it like we were and i'll tell you what happens next but we were to fix it but it was very very stressful um brought a lot of anxiety and, and depression and i share all this darkness with you guys to understand like business is it's a roller coaster and i talked about that in early episodes but this is a down this is the downhill of the roller coaster and i'm in the middle of the downhill and all I can feel is like there is no end to it. And even though in the back of my head, I know, Hey, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. There's always light after a storm. I just have to hold that. I just, I just can't give up. And I've talked about this in earlier episodes, right? Like, Hey, like business is an infinite game. It's, it's, you can never win it, but you can lose it. And I'm over here feeling, damn, I'm about, I'm about to lose. I'm about to quit. Is this how I lose? Is this how I quit? And I just remember, like, uh, Harmozy, Alex Harmozy, one of my, like, uh, favorite influencers to listen. He just says, hey, whenever you're down, just say, hey, don't think about how you're going to make it to the next month. Don't think about how you're going to make it to the next year, to the next quarter. Figure out a way to make it one more day. One more day. One more day. And it was tough. The beautiful thing is that we've been able to bounce back from this. And that only bounced back to the point of saying, "Hey, um like bounce back in the sense of like, hey, like we were able to stop the bleeding and stop losing money." No, I'm talking about bounce back better than ever, right better than ever. So I'm over here looking at the financials and um <laughs> yeah, like but by the time by the time. Correction April and May, we lost. No, that's not it. I thought um felt like we lost more money than it was. It was just dark ages. Uh we we bounced back really, really well. We went from losing money, having negative profit margins to having back to back months of profit, 50% plus margins, and now we're averaging. Uh, 47% profit margins so far this year. And so that's, to me, that's really, really exciting. But here's the thing. We, w- we were able to bounce back. And I kind of want to go back and talk about those learnings because I think that's where this is, becomes really helpful to you as you're listening. So remember, it was one of the lowest points in the business. We are not only not making money, we were losing money. We were bleeding money. We, at this point, thinking about having to fire 20% of our team and um, and things that i thought were really bright spots weren't going so bright spots so how did we go from down down the roller coaster to all the way to the top of the roller coaster where where i am right now recording after having the most successful uh, quarter in company history where we made more profit last quarter and i was able to pay myself more last quarter than what i would pay myself in pepsico in six months. So it was like, this is like, I'm now finally really kind of like making money. This is now I'm finally making business money and not paying my, not underpaying myself. I'm finally paying the value that I think I'm worth. And so it's really exciting. And I think uh, a, a couple of things here is this. It's identifying what caused the issues in April and May. And if it wasn't for the fact that we were keeping up with the data. We knew the data, that we were tracking data, that we're tracking the financials, that we were tracking KPIs in all the departments. We would have never figured out in time what would it have taken to make this business successful. The data, the numbers, understanding the closing rate, understanding the refund rate, understanding what the issue is based on data really help identify the problem and start figuring out ways to solve it. So if there's one thing to tell you And and I think that one important lesson here is you have to track what's important and you have to learn from that. You have to let and like really listen to the data, because if you're tracking their data correctly, it's going to be your best friend because people will lie to you and not because they'll lie to you because they're evilly. It's their bias. You know, they're protecting their jobs. There's just a lot of things, you know, that happens and and, and it can be disrupted but the data doesn't lie. The data doesn't lie. And because we had the data and because we were proactive about the data, we're then now able to figure out, okay, hey, people are having issues with the contracts. They're not writing it. We also realized that we were writing content on LinkedIn that was very toxic. And what happened is that our closing rate went down from 20 plus percent to less than 13%. So that's a massive amount of difference. So it's, it's being able to just be like, okay, The data tells us the closing rate is down. The data tells us that the amount of refunds are went from less than 5% to now 20% of people were refunding. What is those issues? What is the root cause of those issues? And because we were looking at the data, we were able to work backwards to identify that, Hey, it all starts with the content that we create from LinkedIn because we were creating content that was very victim mentality, very negative. It was attracting job seekers that had a victim mentality, that were negative, that were blaming others for the reason why they couldn't get jobs. And that's totally against my brand. I'm actually encouraging you, And right? I'm always the one saying, say, hey, you have control. It's internal locus of control. If you're successful, it's because of you. If you're unsuccessful, it's because of you, right? And I think that I was letting the views, the likes, all the comments, and all those viral posts Allowing us to blame corporations and hiring managers and recruiters as the issue, but the real issue is most of the time, 99% of the time, is our actions. And so that attracted that type of clientele. So what happens is that those clientels were coming and they weren't closing as much, right? Because this is a lot of money for them. They were making excuses. There's always an excuse for this type of person. And I hope that if you're listening, you are not that, that you don't have a victim mentality. And that no matter your circumstances that are given to you, you have control of your life. That You take control of your life because that's what's important here. And that then led to clients that weren't executing. And when they weren't seeing results, they were blaming our program for not getting their results. So then we're asking their money back because we had a money back guarantee. So then that led to more refunds which then a lot made us even not only lose like give their money back, but we lost money because our credit card fees weren't being covered by the refund. And so it caused us to just bleed money. And it all comes down to the root cause of creating negative content. But if we didn't have the data, we would never be able to go back and look at the root cause. Another thing it's important to understand that it's either we win or we learn. And if we do that, we will never lose. And And I think it's important here as a lesson is that Man, those April, May, June, July, even though June we started making money, we weren't still like, it was really scary. I had to take out an $80,000 loan to be able to cover payroll and give our team three months because we're thinking, hey, we're losing $20,000 a month, right? If I could just get a loan for, for $80,000, that at least covers us for three to four months. And that's gonna, ha- I was literally betting on our team to say, okay, hey, Let's take out this loan. I'm taking this loan, not on the business. It was on Daniel Botero, right? I take out this loan so that we can have a buffer to say, if even if we lose money for the next three months, we won't have to fire anybody. But after that, we can't control it. And I bet on our team and I bet on our company and our net, I bet on our product to be able to fix it. And I guess the lesson there is, is hey, you got to control the controller walls and bet on yourself. You got to bet on yourself. Remember It's about business is infinite game. You can never win, but you can always lose. So I always say, if I buy this, if I get this loan, I'm buying myself four months, not only four days, not one day, four minutes, four months, I have four months to figure this out. And that new sense of urgency was then translated to the leadership team to say, hey, team, now we have to work together to figure out what's next and how do we fix this? Because we don't, we only have one quarter. And. That then allowed us to say, prioritize and figure out, okay, what can we cost? What can we, how can we lower costs? Because there's two ways to affect profits, right? The bottom line, you can either increase sales or decrease costs. And in this scenario, we needed to do both. We needed to figure out a way to decrease costs, right? But at the same time, increasing sales to close that gap that May and April was giving us. And uh, and it worked, and it worked really well. And that also forced us to then implement and start uh, the career co- business coaching for career coaching that is something that we wanted to do from over a year ago, but we never were pulling the trigger because we never prioritized it. So this crisis is essentially catapulted us to put a sense of fire, put a sense of urgency that we needed to be successful in and and in the company and allowed us to look back at every single expense that we were making and cutting it. I stopped traveling. Like there are just so many things of luxury that we were doing and we we got bloated that we were like, okay, cut, 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 uh, so that we didn't have to, uh, cut our team. I even didn't get my, I didn't even pay myself for June and July. I, I, I took out my salary and said, cut my salary, cut ads, cut, uh, cut traveling, cut eating out. It was literally bare minimum only what we needed to really do to run the business, that the team is not affected. Um, and it's those decisions that you need to make as a leader because I want you guys to be leaders. And this is part of the reasons why I'm recording this is so that you think as a leader that you have this owner's mentality and you have to do the hard things. You can't want the good things without the hard things, right? We talked about this in earlier episodes. There is no light if there is no darkness, there is no up if there is no down. And so when times get hard, you have to remember that this is the best opportunity for you to take it to the next level for you to learn because you're going to learn more from your losses and you're going to learn from your wins. And so, because we did all those changes, we were forced to go back and, and change our content game, going back to positive owner's mindset content. Then we changed our contract because we realized that the people weren't signing it because it was 15 pages long. So we realized that the cultural, we you know where international students, we then, um, also, looked at our finances even closer. we stopped running uh, or minimized paid ads. Uh, we didn't hire. We really asked the team. I remember having a team meeting and saying, hey, team, like, this is what's going on. I need all of us to rally. And it really then, uh, secondly, forced us to then uh, open and make the jump for, to business coaching. And it was great. It ended up working out. And so all of that took a lot of grit, a lot of determination, and so much learning lessons. And I can tell you, knowing what I know now, knowing the outcome, I wouldn't change a thing. I think we needed to go through April and May and June, go through those three months of stress, anxiety, not knowing what's going on, taking the bet on the $80,000 loan, taking out PECO. So think about this. I took an $80,000 loan and I took a two-month pay like, where I didn't pay myself. Right to make this work, and it's paid off. The amount of of growth that the business has had is incredible, and I can't. It's 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 incredible that when I even when I talk to our advisors about how we've been able to turn this and grow this, uh, they are amazed, and it really is setting us up to have a really strong twenty twenty four, and. <laughs> And it goes back to remember that I need to actually appreciate the times of crisis because those times of crisis actually makes you stronger. And it's so true. What doesn't kill you does make you stronger. And even my relationship with Salome, that was kind of essentially hurt during that time because we were both very stressed out and she wanted to just leave the company just so that she can, we wouldn't have to fire as many people and because she felt like, maybe she was part of the reason why we were there. It just made us stronger because we got, because we went through it. And same thing with Samuel who said, Hey man, I need to go and sell. I need to go back to selling. I need to get this closing rate down. I'll figure that out. And it's amazing how this, this crisis actually made our team stronger. Uh, It it made our, our, I made our team stronger. And it's, it's crazy because not a lot of people know about it. Right. Aside from our circle of leadership circle, uh, and, and Jess, you know, uh, gra- uh, Grandma Jess, like, uh, and some core family and friends, like, we don't do that. And I think that's why I said this earlier. You have to be careful. Um, you have to really be careful of what you see on social media because you're just seeing the highlight. Reel. You're only seeing the light. You're not seeing the darkness. You're seeing the, the highs. You're not seeing the lows because it's hard to share those lows. Um, I'm sharing this with you in this podcast, but I don't ex- also expect to promote this podcast at the same time. Uh, but I think more people should, and, 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 and so, yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult, but, um, uh, it's probably, it's been also a long time why I haven't recorded because I just been so focused on trying to save the business and I needed time to really allow this to work. You know, I say this all the time. It's like, you know, one month is luck. Two months is a trend, but three months is a process and a process is predictable because if we could do it for three months in a row, we could do it for 300 months in a row. And so I didn't want to record this podcast in June or July and August because I wanted to ensure that this is a trend, right? That this is not, sorry, this is not only a trend. This is a new standard. This is the new process. This is the new, this is the new standard. This is it. And And so this is me reflecting back. At what I would call one of the biggest crises that our companies had, um, and be able to do so. Uh, and at this time, man, when I, when we when we were kind of towards the end, we had less than less than ten thousand dollars in cash in the business. And if it wasn't for that loan, we I don't know what I don't even know what to tell you. I don't know how we would be able to do it. And and now. In less than seven months, uh one, two, June, July, August, September, October, June, July, August, September, October. In five months, we've been able to then now go and have over a hundred and seventy thousand dollars in positive net cash flow, which then makes it really, really healthy. We have over over we now have a buffer, uh, because we don't we're not we're, we're we've already paid the interest on the loan, so we're just holding that cash, but it feels good to be able to do that and to learn from that and to say, okay, how do, what did we learn from that? So that we never make the mistake all over. And, um, and another thing that I took for granted that that crisis really forced me to do is have clarity on the vision, have clarity on the vision. And, um, and so that's what I'm going to de- de- describe in the next episode. Uh, so go ahead and listen to the next episode. Cause I've already, I'm recording it after this one. Cause I do want to break them apart, but grandkids look, as we wrap this one up, I think the lessons is here is you learn the most about yourself and business and people during crisis. So don't ever waste a crisis because that's the biggest opportunity you have to speed up your growth. Thank you for listening. Hope you guys are doing well and are healthy. I love you. Bye. Can't wait to meet you.